Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah. Alhamdulillah. Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih. Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarba. Ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. Al-Nasihu al-Amin. Allahumma salli ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah Allah تعالى He says in his noble book وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah تعالى He says And I did not create the jinn nor the mankind, except for them to worship me. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah, He informs us that the purpose for our creation is so that we may worship Allah ta'ala alone, without associating any partners with Him in that worship. That all of our worship belongs to Allah and Allah ta'ala alone. And Allah ta'ala, He establishes that this is the purpose for our creation. Allah Ta'ala, He created us so that we may worship Him and Him alone. وَأَرُسَلَ رُسُلَ And Allah Ta'ala, He sent His messengers. He sent His messengers so that they may make it clear to us and show us and direct us to the right path. So that they may show us the way in which that we worship Allah Ta'ala and Allah Ta'ala alone. So that they may teach us the way in which we may establish the Tawheed and that they may teach us what is shirk so that we may stay away from every road that leads to the shirk. As Allah Ta'ala He says, وَلَقَدَ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا أَنِعْبَدُ اللَّهَ وَاشْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ Allah Ta'ala He says what means, and that verily we sent to every nation a messenger proclaiming, worship Allah alone and stay away from the idols. Worship Allah alone and to stay away from the false deities. So we find, ya ibad, that this life of ours is a life of which we are put to test therein. فَجَعَلَ حَيَاتَهُمَ الدُّنْوِيَّةِ So Allah has made this life of ours in the dunya a place in an abode by, by wherein we will be tested. A place in an abode wherein we will be tested. وَامْتِحَانُهُمْ and a place where we will have imtihan, we will have trials and tribulations. Ayyuhum ahsanu amala. To see which one of them is best in deeds. Which one of them will be best in deeds. Naam. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, Alladhi khalaqa al-mawta wal-hayata liyabaluwakum ayyukum ahsanu amala. Allah Ta'ala, He says, The one who created the death and who created life. So as to touch, so as to test and to see which one of you is best in deeds. So as to test you to see which one of you is best in deeds. أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا وَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Then Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْغَفُورُ And He is the most mighty. And He is the oft forgiving. So Allah Ta'ala, He tells us in this ayah, that we have been put to test in this life. That the death and the life they were created, they were put, they were created so as to test and see which one of us is best in deeds. And the ulama, they explain that the one who was best in deeds is the one who he implements the tawheed. Akhlasu wa aswabu. Akhlasu 
that the one he makes the tawheed wa aswabu ay ala sunnat an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam meaning upon the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this is what it means to be best in deeds that one he implements the tawheed and he is upon the sunnah that he implements the tawheed and he is upon the sunnah na'am and then allah ta'ala he says and this is something that we need to contemplate over inshallah ta'ala because you find after mentioning that verily he allah is the one who created the death and who and who created life so as to touch so as to test us which one of us is best in deeds allah ta'ala he says wa huwa al-azizul ghafur and he is al-aziz and he is al-ghafur this is important now because what is the benefit that we can gain by understanding why these two names in particular were mentioned why was al-aziz mentioned and why was al-ghafur mentioned from the names of allah ta'ala you find that these two were mentioned in this situation the shaykh he says the fadilat al-shaykh al-allama shaykh abdul muslim al-adad hafadhu allah ta'ala he says mubayyinan anna ha'ula al-mumtahinin minhum man yuhsinu fi amalihi he says so as to explain and to make clear that verily from those who are tested, you have from them those who they do good, those who exceed in doing good with regards to their actions, meaning those who implement the tawheed and those who are upon the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. فَيُجَازَ بِمَا يَقْتَضِيهِ So therefore they will be rewarded by that which is necessitated by his name, Al-Ghafoor, the one who is the most forgiving or the all-forgiving. Naam. So you find that for those who they bring the good deeds, they bring the good deeds meaning that they implement the Tawheed and that they are upon the Sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. then they will be forgiven. Then they will be forgiven bi-ithnillahi ta'ala. And also, وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَسِيُوا you have those who they would do bad, those who they would do evil, they would do wrong, they won't do right. Naam. فَيَكُونُ مُسْتَحِقًّا لِلْعَقُوبَةِ So therefore they will be those who will have, yani, who would deserve to be punished. They will be the, of those who would deserve to be punished. بِمَا يَقْتَضِيهِ اسْمُ الْعَزِيزِ Ah, they are those who will be deserved to be punished, and therefore we understand that which is necessitated from his name, Al Aziz, the most mighty. Al Aziz, the most mighty. Naam. So for those who do bad, then they should know that Allah Ta'ala, who will Aziz. Allah Ta'ala, He is the Almighty. Naam. So Allah Ta'ala, He is the Almighty. So let they be warned those who want to do wrong. And for those who want to do good, then let them have the glad, ti- the glad tidings that Allah Ta'ala huwa al-ghafoor. Then He is the one who is the all-forgiving. When we contemplate and we look, we come to realize that we have been put to a test in this life. We have been tested. We come to know that we are held responsible. That based upon what we do in this life, we will either be rewarded in the akhirah or we will be punished. Based on what we do here in this life now, we will either be rewarded in the akhirah or we will be punished. Allah Ta'ala, He informs us of the purpose of our creation so that we may worship Him, Jalla wa'ala. 
Allah Ta'ala, He says, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ اعْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبَلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Allah Ta'ala, He says, O you mankind, O mankind, Allah Ta'ala in this ayah, He addresses all of mankind. O mankind, worship your Lord. O mankind, worship your Lord. And as we understand, worship your Lord, meaning worship your Lord alone, without the associating of partners in that worship. Worship your Lord. Worship your Lord who created you and those who came before you so that perhaps you will attain piety. So that perhaps you will attain piety. So we find that from the things of which we have to strive to attain inside of this life, then beyond a shadow of a doubt, it will be to be of those who are pious. So that we may attain piety and be from those who are pious, those who have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something that is tremendous. But we have to know that taqwa is not something that will be gained just because we desire it, just because we want it, just because we wishing for it. But rather we will have to put forth actions, we will have to strive for it bithnilahi ta'ala. And from that, that will bring about taqwa, then it is the ibadah. It is the ibadah, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when one worships Allah ta'ala as he should be worshipped, then you will find that the fruits of that worship, it will be taqwa. That that individual, he will have taqwa. He will have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, of course, to worship Allah ta'ala as he should be worshipped, na'am, a person has to have ilm. He has to have knowledge. He has to know Exactly what to do and how to do it. He has to have knowledge. Naam. So you find that it is important, it is incumbent that we study, that we learn, so that we know exactly how to worship Allah Ta'ala correctly. And that we learn and that we study so that we can learn about Allah Ta'ala. That we learn His names and His attributes and so on and so forth. Because verily those who are the most knowledgeable of Allah, they will be those who fear Allah Ta'ala the most. And this is why Allah Ta'ala, He says, that إِنَّمَا يَخْشَى اللَّهِ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ that verily, the only ones who truly fear Allah from His servants, from His slaves, then they are who? The ulama. The ulama, because they have ilm. Because they have ilm. Because they know about Allah Ta'ala's names and His attributes. They know yani, about Allah Ta'ala. They know about the angels. They know about the books. They know about the messengers. They know about the day of judgment. They know about al-qadr, khayrihi wa sharrih. And based upon that knowledge, and this is how we're able to what to properly believe. Naam, because in ilm, qabl qawli wal amal, knowledge precedes statement and action. Because the yani belief mebni ala ilm, belief is 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 built upon knowledge. If a person is ignorant of something, he won't be able to believe in it properly. Naam, or to believe in it at all for that fact. Because in fact, the la yu'tihi wa kayfa tu'minu bi tajhalu. Because the one who's deprived of something won't be able to give it, and how can you believe in something in which you're ignorant about it? Ah, so we have to have knowledge. We have to have knowledge in order to believe correctly. So you find that the more knowledge that we have about Allah Taala, then the more khashya, the more fear of Allah Taala we will have. The more knowledge that we have about Allah, then the more taqwa we will have. The more knowledge we have about the deen of al-Islam, then the more we'll be able to implement the deeds, the more we'll be able to carry out the deeds the way they should be carried out, the more we'll be able to bring forth the worship in a good way. So it is a coming, it is a must that we learn, it is a coming, it is a must that we learn. So I advise myself and I advise all who is hearing my voice to study 
the rules and the regulations of the deen of Islam so that we may implement the deeds as they should be implemented upon the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So especially now in this month of Ramadan, to freshen up inshallah ta'ala and to go over the rules and regulations that are connected to fasting inshallah ta'ala so that we may uh, perform these deeds in a most excellent manner. Ala kulli hal, you will find that one of the objectives in this dunya is for us to be of those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we're able to do that, bithnillahi ta'ala, by worshipping Allah alone. So you'll find that the ibadah, it will acclimate us to being of those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the ibadah in general. That the ibadah in general is that which the fruits of it, when you do it right, is that is taqwa. And this is how we can measure ourselves and to measure where we at. Naam. To see... What is the level of taqwa in which, in which that we have? Because the ibadah is that which should increase us in taqwa. It should increase us in taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. And in particular, Allah ta'ala, He speaks about the fasting. As Allah ta'ala, He says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, kutiba alaykum usiyam, kama kutiba ala alladheena min qablikum, la'allakum tattaqoon. Allah ta'ala, He says, O you who believe, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, naam. O you who believe. So here, Allah Ta'ala, He addresses the believers. Allah Ta'ala, He says, O you who believe, verily, fasting has been written upon you, as it was written upon those who came before you, so that perhaps, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that perhaps you will attain piety, so that perhaps you will be of those who fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Naam. So you find that the fasting, it should be that, which should be increasing us in the taqwa, should be increasing us in the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now that we are about a week in and a day to Ramadan, I want each and every one of us to ask ourselves, have we increased in our taqwa? Are we more fearing of Allah ta'ala now than we were prior to Ramadan? Because we should be. And if we find the answer is no, then we need to go back and we need to check everything from its beginning to its end. We need to check our intention. What is our intention? We need to make sure that we are doing the fasting sincerely for Allah Ta'ala and for Allah Ta'ala alone. We need to check our sincerity in all of our deeds. We need to check our sincerity with regards to our salah. We need to check our sincerity with regards to our dhikr. We need to check our sincerity with regards to reading Quran. We need to check our sincerity in everything that we do. To make sure that it is sincerely for Allah and for Allah Ta'ala alone. And we need to look back and to see at the fasting. To make sure that we're fasting correctly. Are we fasting the fast of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Or are we entering into our fast innovative things? Are we fasting the fast of the righteous person? Or are we entering into our fast deeds that are unbefitting? This is something that we need to look at. Something that we need to examine. Bithnilahi Ta'ala. Because Bila Shak. At this stage, we should be more fearing of Allah Ta'ala than we were some odd days ago. Naam. So inshaAllah Ta'ala, let us reflect upon this bi'ithnillahi Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, He tells us in His noble book, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانِ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيِّنَاتِ مِنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ Allah Ta'ala, He says, the month of Ramadan in which we sent down the Qur'an. 
The Quran in which is a guidance for mankind, clear proofs of guidance in a criterion. Clear, clear proofs of guidance in a criterion. So now we have to ask ourselves, have we been increasing in reading the Quran in the month of Ramadan? Have we been increasing in reading the Quran in the month of Ramadan? Because no doubt when one increases in the reading of the Quran, it will make him uh, of those who are pious. It will yani, uh, make him of one who their piety is increased. One who their taqwa is increased. If we are reading it properly. If we are contemplating and the like. And being pious and having taqwa is something that each and every one of us, we should want uh, more than Anything that we can possibly try to attain in this dunya. Naam. Is that Allah Ta'ala makes us of those who are pious. Those who fear Allah Ta'ala. Those who have taqwa. Because verily no doubt the jannah lil muttaqeen. It is for those who fear Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says, Inna lil muttaqeena mafaza. That verily for those who fear Allah is a reward. Meaning al-jannah. It's for those who fear Allah Ta'ala. Ala kulli hal. We know that this is the month of the Qur'an. The month in which Allah Ta'ala, He sent down the Qur'an. Naam. So we have to ask ourselves now, what is our relationship with the Qur'an in this month? As the ulama, they explain, this is the time in which we should be striving to increase our reading of the Qur'an. We should be striving to increase our reading. But not just for the mere fact of reading it, but meaning that we should be striving to increase the reading that benefits. Meaning that we read with an attentive heart. We're reading and we're contemplating. We're reading and we're mindful of the meanings. We're reading and we're reflective. So that we're reading the Qur'an. We should, we should increase in reading the Qur'an upon this manner. Reading the Qur'an so that when we find the guidance, then we will, we will follow it and implement it. Reading the Qur'an so when we find the prohibitions, we will, we will stay away and better stay away from that which Allah Ta'ala has prohibited upon us. This is how we should be reflecting the, reading the Qur'an reflectively. Yani looking for the guidance so we may implement it, looking for what to stay away from so we may stay away from it, so on and so forth. Are we doing that? Are we implementing the Qur'an? Do you see yani, the guidance of the Qur'an inside of our actions or do you see our actions in a valley and the Qur'an and the guidance of the Qur'an inside of another valley? This is something that is a must that we must contemplate on now. Because bila shak, we should not make our day of fast like we make the day that we're not fasting. Naam. We should take advantage of the Qur'an inside the month of the Qur'an. As the ulama, they say, if you don't read the Qur'an inside the month of the Qur'an, then when are you going to read the Qur'an? If you don't become serious about the Qur'an inside the month of the Qur'an, when are you going to be serious about the Qur'an? So we should be of those, inshallah, who are constantly reading the Qur'an, reflecting on the Qur'an, contemplating on the Qur'an, living in accordance Yani, to the guidance that is contained within the Qur'an. Because the Qur'an, حُجَّةٌ لَكَ أَوْ عَلَيْكَ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم, That the Qur'an will be a proof for you or a proof against you. As the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, he said, it will be a proof for us if we live in accordance, if we yani, read it, study it, learn it, and live in accordance to it. It will be a proof against us if we turn our backs on it or if we read, read it. Naam, but we don't implement it. If we recite it, but we don't implement it. If we memorize it, but we don't implement it, then it will be a proof against us. Naam. Then Allah Ta'ala, He goes on to say in this ayah, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَسُمْحُ So whoever from amongst you sees the month, then let him fast it. Whoever from amongst you, he lives to Ramadan, and he, and he, and he, uh, then let him fast the month of Ramadan. And this establishes the obligation of fasting the month of Ramadan. 
it establishes the obligation of fasting the month of Ramadan. And fasting the month of Ramadan, as we know, is from the pillars of the deen of Al-Islam, as is mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, uh, that has been collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma, wherein the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said Buni al-Islam ala khamsin uh, that Islam is built upon five and he mentions from them Sawm uh, Ramadan, fasting the month of Ramadan so we know that fasting the month of Ramadan is an obligation from the obligations of Islam those obligations on which an individual he has to know them yani bil-dururah it is not sufficient for anyone to be ignorant about the likes of these obligations. Fasting is a shield for us. Uh, it is a shield from us from the fire. And it is incumbent upon us that we increase in that which will benefit us. And that we call our families to doing that as well. Uh, it is a must... That we help each other in that which is good, that which is righteous, and 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 is a must that we prevent each other from that which is harmful and the like. It is a must that we have a concern for each other. It is a must that we have a concern for our families. It is a must, and this is something that we have to reflect on in the month of fasting, uh, like we have to reflect on it outside the month of fasting. But it's something that I want each and every one of us to have a heightened sense of awareness with regards to inside of this month of fasting. Allah Ta'ala, He says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe. Naam. Allah Ta'ala again, addressing those who have iman. O you who believe. Qoo anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. Save yourselves and your family from a fire. Save yourselves and your family from a fire. I want us to be reflective upon this at this time. No doubt. Awjib Allah Ta'ala As-Siyar. Allah, He has made the fasting obligatory. Okay? I want you to keep the aforementioned ayah in your mind. We're going to return back to it, inshaAllah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, He has made the fasting Obligatory. It is wajib. Every Muslim who has the ability, every Muslim who has reached the age of discernment, every Muslim who has reached the age of discernment, naam, where they're held responsible, who has the ability and who is a resident, then he has to fast. He has to fast beyond a shadow of a doubt. Naam, it is wajib. What about the small one now? What about the child? Ah. The Shaykh he says, فَأَمَّا الصَّغِيرِ الَّذِي لَمْ يُبْلَغْ فَإِنَّ الصِّيَامِ لَا يَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ But as far as the small one who has not reached the age of maturity, who has not reached the age of pu- puberty, then it is not binding upon him that he fast. It is not binding upon him that he fast. Naam. From the statement of the Prophet where he says that the pen has been lifted from three. And he mentions the child until he reaches the age of puberty. So the pen has been lifted meaning that he doesn't have to fast at this time. He doesn't have to fast at this time. However, I want you to refer back to the aforementioned ayah. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, quu anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. 
O you who believe, save yourselves and your family from a fire. Save yourselves and your family from a fire. As we know fasting, it is that which is a prevention. Naam, a prevention from what? From the fire. As we know fasting, it is that which will prevent a person from entering into the Nar. As the Prophet ﷺ said, As-Siyam Jannah. That the fasting is a shield. It is a shield. <clears throat> With this being the case now, when it comes to our youth, when it comes to our young, when it comes to those, what we call them babies, eight years of age, nine years of age, seven years of age, so on and so forth. Now, how should we be with them with regards to the fasting? Knowing the importance of the fasting, knowing how it is vital in the life of a Muslim, how should we be with regards to them? He says, لكن يجب على وليه He said, but it is wajib After having discussed how it is not wajib upon the young child to fast The shaykh, he says, but rather it is wajib upon his guardian And yet murahu bussiyam His guardian must order him to fast He must order him to fast نعم إذا بلغ حدا يطيق الصيام فيه If he has reached the level that he has the ability to fast So that even though he hasn't reached the age of puberty yet uh, what is not obligatory upon him to fast Still his guardian Be it his mother, his father The both They have to command the child to fast Why? So as to acclimate him To this act of worship The shaykh he says Because this is that which will be yani, his rearing This is his education This is his 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 being reared upon that which is correct. Islam. This is where now he's being trained. This is where now he's being acclimated to implement uh, the pillars of Al Islam. So it is a must that we encourage our youth, we encourage our young ones who haven't reached the age of puberty to fast. We encourage them to fast. Naam. Because in this will be the educating them and rearing them upon that which is right. In this will be acclimating them to doing those acts of worship, to doing yani, and fulfilling the pillars of Al-Islam. So we have to start to rear our children and acclimate them to that which is to that which is yani, uh, uh, well, that which is going to be binding upon them before it is binding upon them. We have to acclimate them to it before it's binding upon them. Now, and I bring you the example of the acclimation of wearing the hijab for the girl. You don't wait till the girl sees the signs of puberty and tell her now cover. But all her life now, she's never known nothing about no covering. Huh? How's that going to be now? It's going to be a shock to her system. It's going to be difficult for her. Her whole life, she ain't know nothing about no covering. Now that she sees the signs of puberty, now you say cover. It's going to be difficult now. You're making it difficult for her to want to cover now. Huh? Because she's becoming used, she's gotten used to what? Not covering. Whereas, if from the time that she was little, she was covering, wearing a khimar, and grow to love the khimar, to the point where now she can't recall a time that she went outside without the khimar. So now when it comes time when she has to wear the khimar, it's no problem. Why? Because she has already become acclimated to wearing the khimar. It becomes easy now. Now, likewise with the fasting, we have to get the children used to the fasting, inshallah ta'ala, so that when he, so when the Ramadan comes that they have to fast now this year, it's okay. Why? Because so many years from before they may fast in Ramadan, when it wasn't wedged for them to fast in Ramadan, but they got used to fasting in Ramadan. Now, 
and it's a must that we uh, start to do this because this is what it means to be nice and easy and gentle and good to our children. The Shaykh says, nas, That barely, or uh, maybe you'll find some of the people, we see some of the people, they will leave off their children. Now, they will leave off their children. They won't order them to pray. And they won't order them to fast. The Shaykh says, and this is wrong. The Shaykh, he says, this is wrong. He said, you will find some of the people, they don't command their children to pray, nor to fast. He said, and this is wrong. The Shaykh, he says, فَإِنَّهُ مَسْؤُولُ عَنْ ذَلِكَ بَيْنَ يَدِ اللَّهِ تَبَارُكُ وَتَعَالَى He says, and this person, he will be, now listen, I want you to listen now. He said, this person is going to be held responsible and questioned in front of Allah Ta'ala. He's going to be held responsible in front of Allah Ta'ala for these babies. So each and every one of you who have children, like I'm talking to myself, I'm talking to you. We are going to be held responsible in front of Allah Ta'ala with regards to how we raised our children. We are going to be held responsible in front of Allah Ta'ala to how we raised our children. We are going to be held responsible. We are going to be questioned. كُلُّكُمْ رَاعٍ وَكُلُّكُمْ مَسْؤُولٌ عَنْ رَائِعَتِهِ all of you are shepherds and all of you will be questioned about that in which you were held in charge of, that which you were shepherds over. So we're going to be held responsible, we're going to be asking questions about these children. The Shaykh he says that these individuals whom يَزْعُمُونَ أَنَّهُمْ لَا يُسَوِّمُونَ أَوْلَادَهُمْ شَفَقَةً عَلَيْهِمْ وَرَحْمَةً بِهِمْ The Shaykh he says, and I want you to listen because we hear this a lot. We hear this a lot. The Shaykh he says in these individuals, they are of the wrong opinion. They falsely and erroneously think that they are, they are not commanding their children to fast because, and, and by doing so, it is them being easy and nice to their children. It is them having mercy upon their children by not commanding them to fast. Not commanding them to fast is them being easy and being nice to their children. So you find people saying this, but they're little. So I don't want to make it hard on them to be easy. I don't make them fast. To be easy and nice to them. This is not being easy and nice to them. Being easy and nice to them is rearing them, training them, raising them to be obedient servants to Allah Ta'ala. Being easy, nice, and merciful to your children is rearing them and raising them to be good Muslims. Is getting them acclimated so that they may implement that which Allah Ta'ala has made obligatory upon them. Is getting them acclimated to staying away from those things in which Allah Ta'ala had made prohibited upon them. This is being nice and easy and merciful to your child. But setting your child up Yani, uh, 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 to, 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 to not be familiar with fasting, to not be familiar with praying and so on and so forth is in reality setting your child up for loss. Setting your child up for loss. And it's incumbent and is a must that we set our children up for prosperity, that we set them up so that they may be of those who benefit, inshallah ta'ala. And the only way that they will be of those who will benefit, the only way they will be from those who are not of those who are losers, is that we prepare them to be good Muslims. We prepare them to be of those who implement the Tawheed from those who are upon the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is how we set them up for, to, yani, for prosperity. This is how we set them up for success. Anything less is to set them up for humiliation. It's to set them up for loss. So by us taking this attitude that we want to be nice, we want to be merciful, so we're not going to command them to fast. We're not going to command them and encourage them to pray. Then by Allah, we are in actuality 
being the opposite of what we think we're being. We think we're being nice. In actuality, we're being the opposite of nice. We're being unnice. We're being mean. We're being nasty. We're being malicious to our children. We think we're being merciful upon our children. No, in reality, we're setting our children up to, to yani, not be eligible those who receive the mercy. We're setting our children up and we're being harsh upon them. We're being severe upon them. So if we want to truly be nice, if we want to truly be merciful to our children, then we have to train them and rear them to be of those who fear Allah Ta'ala. We have to train them and rear them to be of those who fear Allah Ta'ala. And all of this enters into the ayah, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu qu anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. O you who believe, save yourselves and your family from a fire. Save yourselves and your family from a fire. So we have to be of those who are helping each other into doing that which is right, who are helping our families into doing that which is right, and so on and so forth. Naam. Also from this, we have to encourage Ourselves and our children Not just with the fasting of the month of Ramadan But we have to explain to them We have to teach them As we have to uh, first and foremost teach ourselves Because as, as the ulama they say The one who is deprived of something He won't have the ability to give it But we have to know ourselves with a certainty And then we have to train our children To know that the fasting in the month of Ramadan is not something that is cultural. It's not something that we do just habitually. But rather it is something that we do out of Iman. It is something that we do anticipating the reward from Allah Ta'ala. So we should share with them and let them know that the one who fasts, he will be rewarded by Allah Ta'ala. That we fast out of Iman. We fast because we believe in Allah Ta'ala. That fasting is from the characteristics of those who believe in Allah Ta'ala. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. O you who believe. O you who have iman. Kutiba alaykum usiyam. Kama kutiba alaladheena min qablikum la'allakum tatakun. Fasting has been written upon you as it was written upon those who came before you so that perhaps you will attain taqwa. So we see here, Allah Ta'ala, He addresses who? The believers. Why? Because fasting is something that is obligatory upon the believers. Those who believe in Allah Ta'ala. So we have to fast out of iman. We have to fast out of Iman. And we have to fast anticipating the reward from Allah Ta'ala. So we have to train our children and ourselves and our kith and our kin that we fast out of Iman. We don't fast because it's cultural. Because you find some people, they have a disconnect when it comes to this. You'll find that they don't pray. You'll find that they're people who are not concerned about Islam. But when Ramadan comes, they fasted. Now nah, they fasting. Why? Because with them it's like it's just a habit. You do it. With them it's like you know it's cultural. It's that which is to be done. It's cultural. It's what we do. When it's Ramadan, it's what we do. Now nah, this is not the way. We fast in Ramadan out of iman. We fast in Ramadan because Allah told us to. So we humble ourselves to Allah Taala. We yani uh, submit ourselves to Allah Taala in being compliant to this command of fasting in the month of Ramadan out of iman. 
So it is incumbent and we teach our children that we fast out of Iman. We don't fast because it's cultural. We don't fast because it's habitual, but we fast for Iman. إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَادِ Very action of by the intention. If a person is fasting, he's fasting because it's cultural. If a person is fasting and he's fasting because this is habitual. If a person is fasting and he's fasting because this is what he think is expected of him by his family and the like, then his fast is not going to count. That he's not doing it for Allah. He's doing it because it's culture. He's doing it because it's habitual. He's doing it because it's what he think your family want. He won't be rewarded by Allah for that. But he will be rewarded by Allah only if he fasting out of Iman. He's fasting for Allah. Lillah. So we have to fast for Allah. Not because it's culture. Not because yani, uh, habitual. No. For Allah, Allah alone. We fast for Allah and for Allah alone. This is a must if we want to benefit from our fasting. We have to fast for Allah and Allah alone. And we have to fast anticipating the reward from Allah Ta'ala. As it comes in the hadith al-Qudsi, where Allah Ta'ala, He says, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Ta'ala, He says, كُلُّ عَمْلِ مِنَ آدَمْ لَهُ إِلَّا الصِّيَامِ فَإِنَّهُ لِي وَأَنْ أَجْزِئُ بِهِ Allah Ta'ala, He says, as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, He informs in the hadith al-Qudsi, that all of the actions of the son of Adam are for him, except for fasting, it is for me, and I reward him for it. Naam. Allah Ta'ala is going to reward the fasting person. So it is incumbent that we teach our children. It is a coming that we teach ourselves and that we know we teach our kith and our kin and that we share with everyone. That fasting for the one who fasts, Allah will reward him. Allah will reward the one who fasts. So anticipate the reward with Allah Ta'ala. Anticipate the reward with Allah Ta'ala. This is a must, is an incumbent. This is how we should be fasting. This is what we want to take away from all of our deeds. That we do them imanan wahtisaban. We do them out of iman, out of belief in Allah Ta'ala and anticipating the reward from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, he, he would forgive the one who fasts Ramadan imanan wahtisaban. He will forgive him. Naam. As it comes in the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, من صام رمضان إيمانا واحتسابا غفر له ما تقدم من ذنبه that whoever fasts Ramadan out of Iman and out of anticipation of the reward from Allah Ta'ala then he will be forgiven for all of his deeds نعم so I want us to reflect now I want us to reflect I want us to reflect and to contemplate now look at this reward right here that the one who fasts Ramadan out of Iman. And he fasts the Ramadan. Anticipating Allah Ta'ala's reward. That all of his sins will be forgiven. Naam. Is there anyone from amongst us who don't want that? Is there anyone from amongst us who can live without that? Is there anyone from amongst us who can be successful without that? No. No. We know the answer is no. We all need it, right? We all need that. We all need that. Naam. We all need that more than we need a, a, a degree from a school. We all need that more than we need a shahada from this institution or that institution. We need that. So I want us to reflect now. When it comes to wanting good for ourselves and to striving after that which will benefit us. Naam. When it comes to wanting good for our children and trying to rear them so that they will be put in a situation where they can get that which will benefit them. Then we have to teach them these valuable lessons. We have to ourselves be upon these valuable lessons. Remember Allah Ta'ala says, and فُسَكُمْ Save yourself. Save yourself first. Ah, save yourself. Then your family from a fire. Ah, so it is a must that we are upon this. Bithnilahi ta'ala. It is a must that this is our way. So it is a must that we set ourselves up for good. So we have to yani, instill this inside of our children. That we fast the Ramadan out of Iman. We fast the Ramadan out of Iman. Due to the faith that we have in Allah ta'ala. We fast the Ramadan anticipating the reward from Allah ta'ala. 
Because if they become acclimated to doing this, if we ourselves are acclimated to doing this, then inshallah ta'ala we will be of those who their, all of their previous sins will be forgiven. And we ask Allah ta'ala to make us of those who their previous sins are forgiven. Likewise, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Man qama ramadan imanan wahtisaban ghufira lahu ma tuqaddama min dhambih and whoever stands in Ramadan out of Iman and anticipation of the reward from Allah Ta'ala, then all of his previous sins will be what? Forgiven. Naam. So likewise, we need to get our children acclimated, train them to stand and pray in Taraweeh. We have to train them to do that. And the way in which we can train them to do that, Naam, is by getting them acclimated and to use the praying Qiyamul Layl throughout the year. Naam. To get him used to praying it throughout the year. As you find there comes a hadith from the Prophet ﷺ where you had the youth. One time one of the youth he prayed with the Prophet ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ, he didn't take it easy on him. Neither. He didn't say, oh the young man he come and he pray with me so I'm going to pray light. No, the Prophet ﷺ in one rakah, he recited Surah Al-Baqarah. Then he recited Surah Al-Nisa. Then he recited Surah Ali Imran. Ali Imran. And then he made Rukur. And he praised Allah Ta'ala for a similar time period that, yani, that, 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 that he stood up. For a similar time period it took to recite uh, those three surah. And likewise the sujood for a similar time period it took to recite these three surah. Yani, teaching this young man how you really worship. Teaching this young man. Naam. So we have to become of those who get ourselves and our children acclimated to that which is good. So encourage your children inside the masajid. Encourage your children to pray the taraweeh with the imam from when he starts to when he to when he ends. Naam. To pray the taraweeh with the imam from when he starts to when he to when he ends. And don't play around. Don't be in a corner. Don't do this. Don't do that. But to train them. Don't let them bring the uh, I don't know the iPod. Or whatever the PS3 to the master to go in the corner to occupy them uh, for the taraweeh. Nah, but let them be those who are occupied with the taraweeh. Those who are occupied by praying. This is how we do it. Don't say, "Oh, he's only ten. Hey, take this, go in the corner, just to be quiet." No, get him used to praying, being in a row. He in a row, he gonna be quiet. Inshallah, Taala. Likewise with the girls. Let them be of those who get used to praying, inshallah Taala. This is something that is important because we're acclimating them, inshallah Taala, like we. Should be getting ourselves used to and having ourselves constant upon doing a deed that inshallah ta'ala all of our previous sins will be forgiven. Naam. That we stand in the night of Ramadan, Iman and Wahdi Sabin out of Iman and out of what? Anticipating the reward from Allah Ta'ala. So it's not what because cultural, it's not because what because we think this is what is expected and no. We stand there for Allah and we stand there anticipating the reward from Allah. And likewise, Man Qama Layla Til Qadr Iman and Wahdi Sabin Rufi Lahu Matakadam and Dhambi and whoever stands in Layla Til Qadr out of Iman and anticipation of, of the reward from Allah Ta'ala, then all of his previous sins will be forgiven. This is something that we have to uh, strive to be upon. And this is something, inshallah Ta'ala, that we ask Allah Ta'ala, that he makes of the, of the recipients thereof, that we go through Ramadan having all of our uh, previous sins forgiven. So when one looks at this, he will find that there are multiple ways inside the month of Ramadan to having all of your previous sins forgiven. So we find that, Yani, how awful is it for a person to go through Ramadan and his sins are not forgiven? How awful it is for that individual to go through Ramadan and his sins are not forgiven? So let us strive, let us reflect now and be reflective. Let us strive to be of those who are striving to do these aforementioned actions out of Iman 
anticipating of the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we can have our sins forgiven. Let us be of those who now are striving to benefit from, the, from Ramadan, striving to benefit from Ramadan, but not just benefiting from the Ramadan, Ramadan alone, but rather we use this as a catalyst for those who have yet to have, have done this or we use this as that which will increase us as a recharge that we all know we need that recharge so that it will help us yani, carry out throughout the rest of the year because the Lord of Ramadan is the Lord of every other month too. Naam. So we just don't pray in Ramadan only but we pray all year round. Naam. We just don't make the fast in Ramadan but we try to put some fasting every side of the month whether it's inside the Ayam Al-Bayt or is inside the Thursday and the Monday, or the like. That we try to put some fast inside every month, inshallah ta'ala. Naam, because we worship Allah every month. We worship Allah until it comes to us yaqeen. And this is why we have been created to worship Allah and Allah ta'ala alone. So we find that Ramadan, it helps us and it prepares us and it trains us huh, to fulfill the purpose for which we were created for. As Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ جِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And I did not create the jinn or the mankind except for them to worship me. Allah Ta'ala, He sent to every nation a messenger uh, teaching them to implement the tawheed and teaching them to stay away from the shirk. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَلَقَدَ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا نِعْبَدُ اللَّهَ وَاشْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ And we have sent to every nation a messenger proclaiming, worship Allah alone. And stay away from the idols, stay away from the false deities. And we should know that we are put to test, we are under a test right here, right now. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, The one who created the death and created the life. So that, to, so in order to test which one of you was best indeed. Naam. And for those who may be forgetful, Allah Ta'ala, He goes on to say, وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْغَفُورُ And He is Al-Ghafoor for who? For those who do good, then Allah is oft forgiving. And Allah Ta'ala, هُوَ Aziz, He is the most mighty for who? For those who do wrong, for those who don't do right, then Allah Ta'ala, then He is the most mighty. Allah Ta'ala, He is the one who is severe in punishment. Let us be a reminder. Let us reflect now so that we may utilize our lives in the way in which they supposed to be utilized in. So that we may utilize our life in that which will benefit us when we meet our Lord. And I apologize for speaking fast, but I had a lot that I wanted to say in a short period of time to say it. But already I fear that I've gone too long. فَنَكْتَفِي بِهَذَا الْقَدَرُ وَصَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ عَلَى نَبِينَ مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَجَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ